0: Harsh realities of life can very quickly change your retirement plans and your entire financial future. Today on Your Money, Your Wealth podcast number 443, join Big Al Spitball on dealing with these realities. What financial strategies can they suggest for William and his 33-year-old wife who has metastatic breast cancer? Debbie and Emily each experience the unexpected sudden passing of their partners. Is it possible to minimize the capital gains tax on Debbie's son's inheritance? And can Emily retire in a year? Josie has lousy longevity in her family and wants to plan for the worst case scenario of dying before her husband. Alfred is 81 and concerned he's going to run out of money before he runs out of time. And Richard has a sobering story that has changed his thoughts about when to collect Social Security. Finally, Irene is subject to the government pension offset. Can she withdraw the money that she paid into Social Security? I'm producer Andy Last, and here are the hosts of Your Money, Your Wealth, Joy Anderson CFP, and Big Al Clopine CPA.
1: We've got William off uh, the deck here, Big Al. Okay. From the good state of Texas. Great. You go, hi, Joe, Big Al, Andy, been listening for a few years, love the show. Got a tough situation. I appreciate your spitball analysis. My wife was recently diagnosed with
0: metastatic,
1: metastatic,
0: which unfortunately Uh, means incurable
1: metastatic, incurable breast cancer, Uh, which has a five-year survival rate of about 20%. She's 33 years old and I'm 35. We have two young children. Oh, man. William,
2: so sorry to hear, bud. Uh, let's
1: see if we can help him out there, Big Al.
2: Okay, yeah. I mean, first things first, William. That That's a tough situation for you and your wife and your kids. We wish you the best, but hopefully we can help you a little bit.
1: All right. He's got an income, $250,000. Expenses, $100,000 on average. He's got a 401k plan, $300,000. Brokerage account, five fifty. dollars How old is he? Thirty uh, five. Wow. Doing well. Cash, hundred fifty. Roth IRA thirty five, wife's Roth IRAs fifteen, HSA plan of twenty three, wife's four fifty seven, of forty. Got rental real estate equity of three hundred thousand, commercial real estate at three hundred thousand. This guy's a mogul.
2: You guys have done well. So, so by my calculation, Joe, it's about a million dollars liquid. Primary residence equity
1: about a hundred thousand. They both have five hundred thousand dollars of term life insurance. So. We do not need additional income to live off of right now, but I'm wondering if she should file for Social Security disability since the breast cancer qualifies. Yeah, most definitely. I think that's probably
2: one of the first things. Yeah, totally agree. That is something that qualifies. So you should do that immediately. I don't know the answer to this. Now, because they have two young children,
1: if she applies for Social Security disability, would there be any family benefit?
2: I'm not sure either, but it would be worth checking out.
1: It's not every day you, you a thirty three year old, you, right. you know. You're doing right.
2: planning to, you know, file for Social Security. But
1: yeah, that could be another option or or something that you would I, want to talk to the Social Security
2: Administration. I, I think so with. too. I mean, certainly uh, your wife would qualify. Whether the kids would get additional benefits, I'm not sure. But please check it out.
1: Or would it make sense uh, to wait for the survivor benefits?
2: Well, the survivor benefits
1: only happen upon passing, and then you wouldn't be able to qualify for survivor
2: benefits till Williams at least 60. 60 as the youngest age. So that doesn't really work. My wife
1: hasn't paid in very much. She was a teacher before we had children. So she paid more into the Texas teacher's retirement system. I plan to reach out to them. Yeah, definitely do that as well.
2: Yeah, they may have some similar benefits too. Sure. I think we can use uh
1: child and dependent care credit. Uh, tell me more, Al.
2: Well, with the child independent care credit. So there's a couple kinds of credit. There's credit for having kids under age 17. There's also credits for uh, paying for daycare. It's all based upon your income level. I think that's right. Uh, I don't know if she was working or not. I guess she was perhaps because she was a teacher. So if the income's lower, maybe they qualify for more of these credits. So yes, that's definitely worth looking into as well.
1: Uh, also looking at an ABLE investment account,
2: but I'm not sure if the
1: age limit of 26 applies to her. Any comments are appreciated regarding health insurance. My company plan pays for most of everything right now. Our expenses could climb if she tries experimental treatment, but that's probably a couple years away. I don't drink much, but I love a good cigar. A little Monte Crisco white label is the current favorite. Thanks, William. I'm going to start taking up cigars, Big Al. Are no Oh, me. man. You go ahead.
2: I'll pass on that one
1: we yeah. am getting to that age, <laughs> getting to the age. Me and William are going to enjoy a little Monte Cristo. Well,
2: you know, that's not a bad idea. So, so the ABLE account, so that's, a, that's an account that was set up, I don't know, 15, 20 years ago. It's, it stands for achieving a better life experience. It's kind of, it's almost like a Roth account in a way. You put money in pre-tax, you don't get a tax deduction and it grows tax free. And it's it's available for people that have some kind of disability before the age of 26. Is how that works. And there, you know, there may be a few exceptions. I'm not sure, but that's the basic rule is you have to be 26 either when you've set up the account or you've had to have this condition at age 26.
1: Yeah, it's a way for assets to be sheltered that they can still use, but still qualify for social security benefits, you know, because right to, to qualify for any type of state or, or government benefits when it comes to disability. I mean, you you basically need to be on your deathbed yeah now
2: i think the secure 2.0 act extended it from 26 to 46 but that doesn't start for a few years so there there's time yeah so it's possible you might get some benefit later
1: yeah but i mean william and his wife have done a very good job of accumulating wealth
2: right excellent Yep.
1: and so a lot of these programs were really geared towards people that probably had a quarter of the wealth that they yeah, built
2: or a 10th or 20th yeah, or, or hundred or nothing. Yes. Right. Yeah.
1: But you know, at 35 and 33 years old, you know, having a half a million dollars in a brokerage account, several hundred thousand dollars in retirement accounts, having, you know, Roth IRAs and things like that. So uh, I think the good thing here is it sounds like financially, you know, they're going to be okay. So now maybe is the time where you you take some time and and really enjoy some time together.
2: Yeah, that's kind of how I would look at it too. I mean, it sounds like William has the ability to earn income and perhaps his wife as well, but William certainly would have an, I mean, I think that's how I would think about it, Joe, which is maybe I take a slight pause, maybe try to work a little bit less in my career for a while to maximize the years, whatever they may be. You know, I don't know. It's a, it's an awful tough one, but I think the, yeah, a couple of things, William, you've done a great job saving and you will continue to do so. The social security disability. Yeah, that's a great thing. Abel, I don't think you qualify for however that's going to change in a couple of years. So maybe you will at that point, but you're at least financially, I think you're thinking about these things correctly.
0: You know, one thing I want to mention real quick, you guys know, I, I head up a nonprofit for people with hereditary cancer. So putting on that hat, there are three things I've thought of for William's wife and anyone else who's dealing with breast cancer as well. First, put breast cancer grants into your favorite search engines and see what grants or financial assistance you might be able to eligible to apply for. Um, next is the fact that metastatic breast cancer at the age of 33 is relatively rare. So William, if your wife also has a family history of cancer, she might consider getting genetic testing done both for her and for your kids because if it's genetic and the kids inherited it, getting them on a regular screening protocol can make a big difference in their lives. And my last suggestion is that while you take that time together, take lots and lots of pictures and videos together as a family. You'll be really glad you did.
1: All right. Good luck to you, buddy. Let's switch to Debbie in Hawaii. Hi, Joe. Big Al. I'm a recently widowed mom in my early 30s. Oh, this is This show is coming out real Got a theme going, I guess. Oh, my goodness. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. My fiance passed away late last year. We are so incredibly unprepared for my partner's sudden death. And we are the unfortunate cautionary tale of what happens when you aren't married and don't prepare. No will, only work provided life insurance. At the end of probate, our son will be able to be the sole heir of about $150,000 that will be held in trust and another $150,000 in an IRA. Uh, my goal is to earmark a good amount of the funds for his education, both primary and secondary, as public education is, fort- <clears throat> is unfortunately uh, not great in our area. Uh, my current plan for the life insurance payout is to put half of it in a 529 and the other half in index funds and withdraw $6,000 per year from the 529 plus a minimal amount from the trust in the IRA as needed to cover the remaining annual education cost and other child-related costs. Is this a wise plan? Or are there other methods to minimize taxes owed on capital gains made in the trust? I was also considering using the trust money to cover living expenses and using the Delta to contribute more to the high yield savings account. Yeah. High yield savings account or my brokerage account and use those funds for his expenses now subject to my capital gains rate. Lastly, as a minor, with his distributions from his inherited IRA, will that be subject to kiddie tax? Man, we get a lot of kiddie tax questions.
2: They've been coming up a lot lately.
1: As for me, I make enough for my job uh, without sacrificing my retirement, I think, and from his Social Security benefits that I shouldn't need to use any of those funds for our housing everyday needs unless it's advantageous to do so. My current retirement funds include $250,000 in a 401k, 30000 in a Roth. I drive a 2014 RAV4. A little drink of choices. Kona Longboard Beer. That's your drink of choices. I like Longboard. Thanks so much for all your entertainment and knowledge. All right. Another good lesson here. Debbie, sorry for your loss. But, you know, if, if you have children, I think it's a really good idea to at least have some sort of a plan in place.
2: Yeah. And, and that... Goes for almost anyone to have an estate plan of Mary not married, partners, friends, whatever. At, at least a will, right? Because if you don't, then it, go, it goes to a, a will, you go to probate, your estate goes to probate anyway. But without a will, that your assets get distributed in accordance to state law and not necessarily how you want them to be distributed. Now, it sounds like everything's going to their son, which is probably fine, unless. You know, her partner who passed wanted something to go to her, but it wasn't specified in the will. So that's the way it's going. She wasn't a, a relative per se. She was a, a fiance. Right. So the money is held in trust for
1: the benefit of the son. Right. That she can use, of course, to maintain her lifestyle, maintain the kid's lifestyle, Yeah, help, maintain the kids. Yeah, education, and, and support. support. Yeah. I like her idea. I mean, you want to put part of that in a 529 plan? 529 plan's fine. It grows 100% tax-free. And if you want to use it for education because you feel that the schools, you want to go to a private school, you know, yeah. I I mean, I like her idea quite a bit.
2: Yeah, and you can put uh, $17,000 into a a 529 plan. You could do five years all at once. So that's 85,000. And I think she's going to have 150. So uh, half of that, or I mean so she could put in 75 that's below the 85 so I think that works I think pulling it out for education works I think it's $10,000 you can pull out per year for non-college type of education so so I think that works I like the 529 plan because all the income is going to be tax free as long as it's used for education I'm not too worried about the taxes Yeah me neither because if you put half of the money into a 529 plan now you only have 75,000 in a trust the first $2,900 in the trust is only taxed to 10% and capital gains would be tax free at, at, at that level. Right. And so maybe you, you hit that threshold in income, maybe not. Right. You can always distribute, distribute some, some the, of the income out.
1: Uh, uh, just distribute the income out. Right. And then you just put it into another account. You're, you could, you're, she's probably going to need the money to put food on the table and, you know, dress.
2: Yeah, you know, no, put no, that's right. Them. But it, I guess if you distribute it out because the kitty tax versus the trust tax rates, it's almost it's the, the same. same. So it, it doesn't really matter. So but I, I don't think taxes are yeah. the issue here. Right? The RMDs are going to be minimal as well. They're minimal and income from an inherited IRA does count for kitty tax income. So yeah, if there is a kitty tax, then that will be part of that. But no, I don't think that's too much of a, of an issue. I, I think Debbie, your thinking is right. I, I, I like your plan for how to use this money and just yeah. go from there, I guess. Okay. Good luck.
0: These questions are rough, but the lesson is important. Plan now for what could happen in the future. You can make things as easy and straightforward as possible when it's time for your beneficiaries to inherit your assets by giving them a document that contains everything they need to know about your life, your accounts, and your estate before you pass. Download our estate plan organizer from the podcast show notes at yourmoneyyourwealth.com. It's organized into helpful blank sections so that you can simply fill out everything from your financial account details and insurance policies to your contacts and your final wishes. Put it in a safe place, give a copy to your family, and don't forget to update it regularly. To get your free estate plan organizer, just click the link in the description of today's episode right there in your favorite podcast app. You'll see it under free resources just before the episode transcript. To get your money questions answered, click the Ask Joe and Al on Air banner in the podcast show notes. Send in all the relevant details and the fellas will spitball your retirement situation right here on
1: YMYW. Hi, Joe, but yeah, Andy, this is Emily, writing from Rochester, Minnesota,
2: uh, homeland. Yeah. Right. How close is that to where you grew up? Oh, a couple hours south. A couple
1: hours, okay. Yeah. I'm 55, widowed, live with my great tabby cats, Rhea and Zeus. Rhea? Rhea? Yeah, Rhea. All right. My husband and I returned to Minnesota in 2019 after 26 years in California and Ecuador. Minnesota winters are still cold, in case you're wondering, Joe. Yep, well, that's why I'm in Southern California there, Emily. A <laughs> husband passed away unexpectedly 15 months ago after discovering why NYW earlier in the pandemic became an avid listener and love your show. You make it easy to understand the concepts you are discussing by reviewing details during your spitballing and providing a summary. I turned my sister on the show last year, and she loves it too. Well, a little family wow. affair. What's going on in Minnesota? We're, we got two listeners. I often listen while I'm at home on my treadmill drinking water. Well, that's so fun.
2: Uh, but or, that's good for you.
1: <laughs> or while I'm driving my 2015 white Ford Focus Hatchback, enjoy Coke Zero. Okay. All right. Any chance I can quit working a year from now? I would love to hear your spitball analysis on whether or not you think this is feasible. I'm not adverse to working part-time for a few years. All right, second question. If you have time, 2023 will be my first year filing signal. We have done Roth conversions to the top of the 22% tax bracket for the past few years. Now I plan to do Roth conversions up to the 24 tax bracket. For 2023, I plan to convert about 50 grand. Do you think I should go into the 32% tax bracket to convert more? Here's the numbers. All right, Emily's got a salary of 140,000. Social Security at age seventy is fifty-one thousand. Target retirement expenses currently are sixty thousand. Currently sixty grand, seventy-five thousand dollars.
2: That's what she wants, I guess.
1: Oh, okay. Currently sixty, and then target retirement expenses are seventy-five. Yep. yep. Okay, uh, she's got assets, cash, hundred grand, I bonds, twenty-five, uh, non-qualified brokerage account, call it four hundred, inherited IRA. From dad in 2018 is 260 thousand. She's got an IRA of 576 thousand, a Roth IRA of close to 300 grand, 403b 100 thousand. She contributes 30 thousand annually. There got a little property in Ecuador, 50 grand. Debt on the home mortgage two and a half percent. Value 260 thousand, 143 thousand dollar mortgage. Thank you for your awesome show.
2: Okay, I'm sorry. How old is Emily? She's 55. She is widowed. 55. Okay. And Joe, a quick add on the liquid assets. It's about 1.7 million.
1: Okay.
2: So, and if she wants to spend 75 out of 1.7, so I get a 4.4% distribution rate. That's a little too much at 55. And so the answer is yes, she can retire, but she probably need some part-time income to do that. And how much you need? 10 grand. Yeah, maybe even a little more. If I take 1.7 times 3%, I get 51,000 and she wants 75, probably 20-ish, 20, 20 grand. All right. But
1: in 15 years, she's going to receive 70 grand in Social Security. Yeah, I
2: have not factored that in. So let's any, say right. if she
1: wants $75,000 today and we're going to 15 years from now, three and a half percent inflation, future value is going to be 125,000, Sure. right? So how much Social Security is she going to have at age Seventy, so,
0: it's fifty-one thousand. Fifty-one thousand. Yeah. Yeah. All right, That's so I'm going to
1: take, I'm going to inflate that a little bit with inflation. Call it sixty grand. Sure. That's pretty conservative. Yep. Yeah. All right, so we got sixty thousand there. So, so she will need about sixty-five thousand dollars from the portfolio. Okay, so I inflated the seventy-five thousand dollars fifteen years. Yeah. Call it one hundred twenty grand, and then you take the sixty grand minus that. She'll need sixty. Yeah. At age seventy. Right. You with me? Yep. So let's say at age 70, you get with a 4% distribution. Of course. So she'll need $1.6 million roughly at age 70. She's got 1.7 now. Right. So if she's pulling 4% out and the market tanks on her, right, it, it, it really depends on the sequence of return risk here.
2: I, I agree with that.
1: If she could get a rate of return annually, I think she'd be okay. It'd be close, but the markets don't work that way. That's why retirement distribution planning is so much more challenging than accumulation.
2: Yeah. It's like, these are spitball answers. These are not the (laughs) real answers. I mean, it depends upon so many variables. I'm still going to say if it were me, I'd want 20 grand of income just to be on the safe side, but but I agree because my quick analysis didn't even consider social security, which Obviously, you have to. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, she could chill in Ecuador, dude.
2: Well, yeah. And probably spend less than <laughs> the 75 like, Yeah. You know, she could spend 7000 You just <laughs> chill. So, Emily, I would say, yeah, go ahead and retire if you want to. And maybe get some part-time income or maybe your expenses go down because you live in Ecuador or whatever. Well, I don't know. What, do you, what would you pick? A little Minnesota or Ecuador? Ecuador. <laughs> probably. <laughs> Hands down.
1: All right. Good luck, Emily. Yeah, I think you're good to go. I think you're real good. Enjoy. I'm afraid to read the next email after. we've had the run of uh, sad news <laughs> yeah yeah Josie from Atlanta writes in Joe Big Allander emailed you before you might remember me I'm the one that listens to ymYw in the shower while getting ready to work oh boy <laughs> Josie she's back
2: she's I sort of remember I the, do. One in the
1: shower I do remember her. because I
2: think that's only happened once on our Definitely.
1: show yeah.
2: Now we got all sorts of freaks calling in saying <laughs> sex in the
1: driveway. And I love our listeners. Yeah. They're wonderful. Right. Yeah. In the shower. Yep. Okay. And I drink an occasional glass of bread.
2: Not at the same time. Okay. Wh- why not? <laughs> Wouldn't that be something? Yeah. Why you... <laughs> YMYW glass of wine in the shower? Okay. This question is a
1: drag, but I know you'll find a way to have fun with it. Okay. Or make fun of it. Whoa. Okay. Can we do that? I don't think so. <laughs> Actually, it's two questions. What should our Social Security claiming strategy be? And any suggestion for things we should do differently in planning for retirement? I'm 50. My husband is 58. Actually, almost exactly eight and a half years older than me. He will likely live a lot longer than me. How would he live
2: a well, lot longer maybe than got Maybe she's going to explain.
1: Okay. My family has really lousy longevity I'm already outlived most of the women in my family I'm healthy knock on wood but I'd much rather plan for worst case scenario rather than scrambling to figure this out when things go sideways later Josie that's just a just in the back of your mind thinking oh boy it's
2: going sideways. <laughs> Well, it's, yeah. So plan for the worst. So so, so that's what she's doing, but hope and dream for the best. I mean, I'll tell you what, my uncle Dwayne, he lived to age 90. He was almost 91. His father died of a heart attack at 59. Yeah. Right. And so you don't necessarily live the same as your parents. Yeah. Hopefully not. My dad died at 61. Yeah, you've got what about four years? <laughs> four, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a
1: lot longer than four, but it's not like it's, 20. It's right. You know? So yeah, I, I get maybe you should start planning for the worst. <laughs> I plan for the worst every day. <laughs> got it. Okay. Oh man. Yeah, it sucks when you get older. It's like you start thinking about things that you'd never, you know, like oh, that would never happen to me. I'm invincible. Right. But then you're like, well, maybe not. And you got friends from high school that all of a sudden die. And yeah. It's terrible. Yep. Andy, hell of a show so far. <laughs> 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 These are questions, it, I guess.
0: It makes sense to put them all together in one episode.
1: Okay. So this is what she has. She's got sixty thousand in an IRA, fifty thousand in a Roth, twenty four thousand in a 401 K, twenty K in employer match, twelve thousand in Roth, and twenty five hundred dollars in Ibonds. Did you get all that up again?
2: yeah and i think if you add his it's about
1: 350k sounds good social security at 62 she's going to get 1600 2500 73 thousand his social security projections is 1200 at 62 1800 at 67 and then 22 at age 70 uh, she earns about seventy thousand dollars Net plan to work as long as possible. He has 40 quarters, but has been a house husband for a few years and will likely remain so. Oh, house husband. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Basically, we spend what I bring home each year, about 70K. Before that, I contribute just enough to retirement, 5% to get the 4% match. This year, I switched to contribute all 5% to the Roth 401K. I'm not sure if the match now goes to the Roth or the traditional 401k. Match will go to the traditional 401k until the law switch, I think, next year, where then the match can go to the Roth if you choose so, as long as the plan allows it. Right. Given my expected short lifespan, I'm trying to balance between saving and enjoying our life as much as possible, but realize I might be leaving him screwed if I keel over early. She's got a good sense of humor. She's trying to be realistic about this. Uh, we have no debt. Rent is thankfully fixed at $2,000 a month, and we don't have to pay property taxes or maintenance. So it doesn't seem like trying to buy a house would make sense. Do you agree? With my lack of longevity and him not working, I'm assuming this is one case where best plan would for each of us to claim Social Security early at 62. I assume we should do some Roth conversions, Since on YMYW, it seems just about everyone should. (laughs) But how much? And without brokerage account money, how should we pay those taxes? Okay. That was more than just two questions. Sorry. (laughs) Love to hear other ideas you might spitball for us. Thanks, Josie and the ETL. Okay. Well, great to hear back from you, Josie. So rent fixed 2000 Husband's house. Husband, she's making seventy five thousand dollars a year. Let's talk Social Security. So, if she's going to continue to work, she wants to work as long as she can. And I'm guessing if she wants to work in past age sixty two, you do not want to claim Social Security because you make seventy thousand dollars and there's an earnings test when you claim Social Security early. So, if you claim it at sixty two and you still have employment income. They're going to take $2 away out of every dollars that you earned, depending on how much money that you make. So you would almost wipe out 100% of your Social Security, given the amount of income that you make, if you claimed your Social Security at 62 and you were still working.
2: Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, uh, husband's 58, so four years for him. She's Josie's 50, so that's quite a while away. So maybe let's talk about the husband, 58 years old, taking it at age 62, 1200 dollars I'm okay with that. I mean, I guess it just depends whether you need it. I'm a big proponent of if you think you've got shortened life expectancy, enjoy your life. I mean, your husband is probably going to be fine. There's some good social security income. You know, you're not spending that much. I wouldn't worry about Roth conversions. There's not enough in IRAs and 401ks to create a much of a required minimum distribution. So I wouldn't do Roth conversions right now, and unless you're in the 12% bracket and it's super cheap, otherwise, I would just I would just enjoy your life.
1: Yeah, I would continue to save as you're saving, because if let's say if she works another ten years, so they got three hundred thousand dollars today, right? And so if she makes $75,000, she makes more than that. Cause it's 70,000 net, 70
2: net. Uh-huh. but
1: yep, whatever, five, let's say she saves 4,000. She gets the match. That's 8,000. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So we got 300,000, 8, um, 8,000 is going to go in. She's got 10 years and then she gets 7% on her money. That's 700,000 bucks.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: Say, so, She's got short life expectancy. I'm going to give her 4% on that. So that's going to be $30,000 roughly that she could spend 62. You claim your social security. If you want to retire at 60, that's going to get you 12. He's going to get 12. That's going to be pretty close to what you're making
2: now. Pretty close. Yep. yep.
1: So I would continue to save what you're saving. If you can continue to do that, get the full match, Just go into the Roth and then, when, when the, the law changes and the match goes,
2: yeah, I, I think they're pretty close. Yeah, I think so, too. I wouldn't worry about doing Roth conversions no, right now. I would,
1: I, I would just save as much as you possibly can and, and enjoy and, life. Yeah,
2: dude. enjoy. Have more showers and have more wine. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And let's try drinking it in the shower. Try there again. you
1: go. Yeah, next time you ride in, I went, I got a <laughs> shot of tequila in the shower. And I fell over <laughs> and now I'm in the hospital. <laughs> This one comes in. It goes, hey, I just recently discovered your podcast and enjoy listening. I feel my situation is a little different than most of your questionnaires. Is that a, is that a word? Sure it is. Questionnaires. All right. <laughs> they all seem to have a boatload of money. My wife and I are 81, live in Phoenix. No dad house is worth maybe 400 grand. We have a nest stake of 450 and receive $45,000 in Social Security. I drive a 2018 Toyota. Love a good old fashioned. I'm trying to acquire a taste for malt liquor in fear of your advice.
2: All right. Okay.
1: Yeah. Are we going to run out of money? We used to live comfortably off about $70,000 a year, and I have a withdrawal schedule of $2,000 a month from our nest egg. However, over the last couple of years, I've been making extra withdrawals to pay for one-time expenses. I'm probably taking out more like $40,000 a year. How much can I safely withdraw each year? I don't see living past ninety-five, but what if I or my wife do? Thanks, Alfred Pennyworth. He's got four fifty, no debt, so he wants to take out forty thousand dollars a year.
2: Yeah, so that's about nine percent. We'll call it nine percent oh, distribution. Well, forty thousand into four fifty—that's yeah. twelve years. Yeah, yeah, or eleven years. Yeah, so, without any income or but, without any growth. Yeah. I'd say Alfred, that's probably okay. I mean, so you hear us talking about 4%, but that's for a 65 year old. When you're 80, 81, right? It could be 6%, 8%, 9 potentially. I mean, th- don't take this to the bank. This is just a suggestion because the idea is that you're not going to live as long necessarily as a 65 year old. You're, you're going
1: to have a 40 year retirement.
2: Right, right. It's, he's going to, now he's got shorter. a 15 year that's why we say when you retire at 55 let's do a three percent distribution rate or three and a half not four but when you're older you can increase it but of course this is something you have to monitor every year because if it gets if the market tanks and and you're taking too much you may have to revise and spend a little bit less for a while so yeah. it this is just kind of an idea uh so I would say Alfred you probably you know 40 yeah you probably could do that I mean that's no guarantee just spitballing but if, you know you just have to monitor <laughs>
1: okay at the end of the day Right. Let's say he blows through his liquid assets. Yeah. He still has $45,000 of income and he has a house, a roof over his head. He's debt
2: free. Yeah. He could potentially do a reverse mortgage at that point. He he could. Right. So there's all kinds of ways. And I talked to a 90 year old recently where the distribution rates over 10% and I'm okay with that. Right. So it just depends. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's doing great.
2: Yep. Uh, Yep. And by the way, 450000 is a lot of money. It's a lot of money. Yeah, so that is so far above the average. I mean, All right. Alfred, you're doing well. Yeah, so
1: good job, Alfred. Yeah, let's have a malt liquor together.
2: Yeah, let's try that. I'll do that too, why not?
0: What are the biggest financial challenges that you face today? Which topics that we cover on Your Money, Your Wealth matter the most to you? And what would make the podcast even better for you? You've got just 10 days left to answer these and 14 other questions for your chance to win a $100 Amazon e-gift card. Click the link in the description of today's episode in your favorite podcast app to go to the show notes and access the sixth annual YMYW podcast survey. The secret password to fill it out is pure, P-U-R-E, all lowercase. Help us make your money, your wealth, your favorite retirement and personal finance podcast. U.S. residents only, no purchase necessary. Survey and giveaway close and winner chosen at 4 p.m. Pacific time on August 31st, 2023.
1: I have a little comment here, big album. When to take Social Security benefits. Okay, good. I'm all ears. Remember, what was that? Just a couple of weeks ago, the guy's like, you know what? I'm going to take it at 62 because I'm going to go party. I'm going to have cocktails. I'm going to play golf. I'm going to do this. Yeah. I'm going to enjoy my time.
2: Yeah, right. And we were like, yeah, go for it. Yeah. He said, why do y'all tell me not to?
1: Yeah. Why is all you financial freaks telling me to take it at 70? I don't want to take it at 70.
2: Then don't. Then
1: don't. Just, yeah, go for it. All right, Joe and Al, just a comment here related to your topic of social security. I'm a financial nerd. So I always enjoy your podcast.
2: Okay. So you got to so be a
1: financial do we nerd. nerd.
2: Do we nerd out right.
1: of it? I yeah. guess. <laughs> just a bit. Please enable comments on YouTube. Even if you don't respond to them, I think that your listeners, viewers would enjoy the opportunity to comment. I didn't even know we had a comment
2: section. I had no idea. Yeah, or not? Don't you?
0: We have them disabled.
2: Aren't you on our YouTube? <laughs> I, <laughs> no. Yeah, I, I think I subscribed once. Did you to, to get to to increase our listeners by twenty percent? <laughs> <laughs> increase our subscribers because we had like five.
1: All right. So okay, he goes. I'm a former compliance manager, and I think it's a little over the top to have them disabled. Oh, I agree with you a thousand percent, Richard. Yeah, I've, we didn't. Uh, we, me too. We didn't we're not the comp- compliance department here.
0: Pain <laughs> of my existence is the fact that we don't have those comments
2: turned yes, on. I would deputy, love
0: to reply to people.
1: Yeah, no, we, we got
2: Deputy Danny. We do. And, very, she, and she's good. She's very tight. Yeah, she's tight. and she not let anything slip through. No, and, and anything
1: gray. <laughs> it's black or white with her. No, gray. That doesn't exist. <laughs> not doing gray. We're not doing gray. I let your compliance person review any responses. And leave it at that. Okay. You have loads of disclosures, disclaimers, language already in the description box. I'm sure we do. <laughs> yep. We just set up a little console, with yeah, those, right. Like, a little compliance department. I think so. Here's my take on Social Security. I started advising clients in 1980, including my own mother. And were was you, were you born yet? Not, just about. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's when I got my ice skates thing. <laughs> <laughs> my picture skate. That, Your that's the skates? start of my picture skating career. <laughs> got it. Uh, Lasted three right, months. He didn't body with that one, 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 one time with one, a one, one try? Yes. I got it. He just ankle beated everything. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was so bruised. Uh, it, it was a retirement specialist. Look at Richard. Look at the big brain on Richard I, here. I can imagine. Needless to say, I had to have a good grasp of Social Security from the very start. And I always anticipated that I would start drawing my benefits at age 70. Why not receive a premium benefit? Yeah. That's okay. It I'm with you. We say that often. Yeah. In 2003, I was flying from Arizona to Michigan for my mom's 70th surprise birthday. Oh, boy. I know where this is going. Oh, because Andy put it in the show. Here you go. <laughs> she had retired from her job as a preschool resource room teacher uh, specializing in learning disabil- uh, learning disabilities. And when I had gone back to work for the district as a consultant, when I arrived in Michigan, I learned that my mom had a massive hemorrhaging stroke or hem, hemorrhagic hemorrhagic. Good, okay, good enough. You. We get it. it. was on life support. Life support. Yeah, right. boy. She lasted two days on life support. Both of her parents had died at age 67 and her grandfather had died the same way she did. Oh, boy. My dad's father, he died at 54. All of a sudden, my plans for Social Security changed. I've been taking benefits at the age for full benefits. In my case, 66 in four months. Keep in mind that I was committed for 23 years to taking my benefit at age 70. This is a fact of life that people need to factor into their equation. While there is much talk about the extended average longevity of the average person, things happen. Burn a hand as as the saying goes. While I'm not real big on taking benefits at 62, I think most people should plan to take them at normal retirement age. Even if a person doesn't need the money, they can make use of it, grow their wealth, maybe a little bit more, put it in T-bills, index funds. Just don't assume that you can start benefits at 70 because there are so many people on the lower side of the averages. Enjoy your older years. Okay. All right. One other thing. I will say about retirement. While many people spend years thinking about Social Security, they have the misconception about Medicare or make assumptions based on the commercials they see from insurance companies. I spent 26 years in the financial services, most of the last 15 years as a triple principal. Oh, he's like a triple black belt of finance.
2: Yeah, apparently. (laughs) He should take over the show. What are we doing here?
1: With many industry designations and certifications, but for all I knew about Social Security, I was surprised when I first had to start thinking about Medicare. It is more complicated than most people think. If people think there are a lot of considerations with Social Security, there are probably way more with Medicare. I've spent the last 17 years ghostwriting for advisors and their clients and rarely have been asked to write about Medicare. People need to start taking a deep dive. When they're around age 63, keep up the good work. Your information is valuable and we will help and it will help your listeners make good financial decisions going forward. Best Richard. P.S. I don't drink alcohol. So my go-to drink is water. I didn't see that one coming either.
2: <laughs> no, you didn't.
1: No ice, please.
2: After, after 23 years of time consulting on social security. Black belt yeah. finance.
1: <laughs> I'm just a double black belt. I drive a Volvo S60. All right. Ins- inscription. Inscription. And we'll probably be picking up my Porsche 982 in the coming weeks. Yeah,
2: that'll be fun. All
1: oh, right. Look at Richard driving around a little bit. A little ran, a
2: little right, right. water. Yeah. So anyway. So- there was no question. No, but. Just, just yeah, rant. it was a comment. Yeah, little, little just a little uh, rant. It's so- a little rant. Social security. You can take it as early as 62. You can take it at full retirement age, which now is working towards age 67. The last you take it is age 70. The longer you wait, the higher the benefit, right? You could take it at 63, 64, 65. There's no magical. You could do it at 63 and seven months. Every month you wait, it's more than before. And so the basic advice is if you don't need the money, right, and you don't have an impaired health, then wait as long as you can. And I think that's good advice for most people, but there's no such thing as an average person. These are just averages. If you need the money or if you have impaired health, then take it early. Or if you just want to spend the money and it's not going to impact your retirement negatively, go for it. I mean, this is your money. You do what you want, but that's why financial advisors will tell you to wait because when you do the math for the average person, it works out better to wait. But there's no such thing as the average person. It's where you think you're going to fit and what your goals are.
1: Yeah. Life does happen. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. My dad didn't claim a dollar. So, scared. Didn't get, get a thing. Yeah. Yep. 61, drop
2: dead. So, you better make up for it. <laughs>
1: Let's see, we got Irene from Bremerton. Bur- Bremerton. Bremerton. Bremerton, Washington. Let's see. I'm divorced for over 10 years. Never married, never remarried. Okay. Okay. I had counting on collecting social security for my ex-husband. When I went into the Social Security office, they said I couldn't collect on his social security because of the offset. Oh. I worked for the DOD for 38 years. So she's got a little pension. She never put into Social Security. Sure, I did pay into it after I retired, but I don't have forty quarters. Approximately seventeen thousand dollars paid in. Got it. Is there any way to withdraw my money? So Irene thinks it's like a bank
2: account. Yeah, like, like okay, I need it back now. I'll just <laughs> take like five percent interest. You get, give me about twenty that thousand. I'll be I, fine.
1: I paid in seventeen thousand.
2: Yeah, where um, is it? I just... can, can I get it back? Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, it does not work that way. So
1: here's the qualifications for Social Security is that you got to put 40 quarters in. She has not had 40 quarters. Right. So 40 quarters or 10 years of putting dollars into the overall system. Sure. And a quarter is, I think, what classifies as a quarter
2: is like $1, $1,700, 1800 of earnings. Yeah, that sounds right. I, I was going to say around 2000 bucks a quarter, so, something like that, in that range. So I don't know how many
1: quarters that irene has so you need to get 40
2: quarters to get any type of benefits to qualify for the benefit true and so let's just say she's got eight years maybe she works part-time for two years and call it good good, get some benefit
1: yeah so but she's she probably has a massive pension if she worked for the dod for almost 40 years i I would think so so what happens is that there's the, the government offset provision or the gop yeah gpo GPO,
0: government pension offset, or there's the windfall elimination provision,
1: Web, or GPO. So she yep. qualifies for the GPO. So that's yep. on a survivor's or spousal benefit. Because she qualified for a pension she never put into the system. So she's going in and saying, hey, I was married for 10 years to my ex-husband. And for most people that didn't have a government job that put into Social Security, they would be allowed to take a spousal benefit from an ex-spouse. Sure. As long as they didn't remarry and said, hey, you know, I want to take half of my ex-spouse's benefit. But I would imagine her pension is way larger than half of the spouse's pension. So she probably wants to double dip here a little bit.
2: Yeah. And I think that's why they came up with those provisions so that you wouldn't double dip. Correct. That's the reason. You didn't put there. into
1: the system. But then so she's like, that's fine. I get it. No biggie. But wait a minute. I put 17 grand in. Yeah. I want a bath. Come on. <laughs> son of a gun i want it back or is it lost yeah well it's, it's not lost it's going to someone else yeah to put 40 quarters into the overall system yeah
2: there's people that put in nothing and get money there's people that put in a lot and get very little or zero it's just the way the rules can work item a fuller yeah that's a good example right Right. she was the, i think the first one
1: to collect social security yeah she put in like i don't know a few bucks and right. got Hundred thousand dollars back from the system.
2: Yes, yeah, got a lot. She did. Probably wasn't a hundred thousand in nineteen thirty-five. I just, just so. totally picking it up. <laughs> anyway, I do it went, remember
1: the name. Ida Mae Fuller.
2: You did. It was, but she got like. A hundred times what she put in, yes. at least. Whatever. So
1: here's the deal:
0: Item A Fuller worked for three years under the Social Security program. The accumulated taxes on her salary during those three years was twenty four dollars and seventy five cents. Her initial monthly check was twenty two fifty four, and during her lifetime, she collected twenty two thousand eight hundred and eighty eight dollars and ninety two cents. Yeah, you,
2: you weren't that far <laughs> off, actually. So there you go. Yep. Yeah. So, so that's where the seventeen went. It was already Item A got it.
1: Item A got it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, so yeah so
1: if you get the 40 quarters you gonna qualify for the benefit and you have a long if you have a long life expectancy you might be able to get all that 17 back but it's going to come to you uh in, in a monthly payment for the yes. rest of your life if you qualify correct all right god uh, is that it that's done thank you so much uh for your questions this week keep them coming in we'll answer them we'll see you next week show us got your money well
0: Download the Social Security Handbook for free from the podcast show notes for much more on how to make the most of your Social Security benefits. In spite of the heaviness of the topics in today's episode, we still have derails at the end on Ecuador, Joe's figure skates, and malt liquor. So stick around and do us a favor, won't you please? Help new listeners find YMYW by sharing the show with your friends, family, and colleagues, and by leaving your honest reviews and ratings for Your Money, Your Wealth in Apple Podcasts and any other podcast app that exists. Accepts them. Your Money Your Wealth is presented by Pure Financial Advisors. Click the Get an Assessment button in the podcast show notes at YourMoneyYourWealth.com or call 888 994 6257 to schedule your free financial assessment in person at one of our seven offices around the country or online at a date and time convenient for you, no matter where you are. Chances are one of the experienced financial professionals at Pure will be able to identify strategies to help you create a more successful retirement. Pure Financial Advisors is a registered investment advisor. This show does not intend to provide personalized investment advice through this broadcast and does not represent that the securities or services discussed are suitable for any investor. Investors are advised not to rely on any information contained in the broadcast in the process of making a full and informed investment decision.
1: Never been to Ecuador. Never even met anyone that's been to Ecuador besides Emily here. and I would still choose Ecuador than going back home. Well, you know it intimately. Ah, oh, just the winners, man.
2: Right, right right, right. right to
1: the bone now. Yeah. It's just it's awful.
2: Yeah, I can only imagine. I've been in winter. I've never lived in winter, but I've been in winter, and I, I sort of get it. Yeah, love the people, love yeah. my family. Oh, sure, of course, it's great visiting. great people. Yeah. In fact, so, there's nothing better than uh, than Minnesota people or Wisconsin people. Thanksgiving,
1: we you know you don't even need a cooler. You, know, you just throw your case of beer outside <laughs> on it's, the steps It's, it's always cold. Right. <laughs> you know. Well, in
0: Ecuador, it only snows about 0. 0.6 inches per year. <laughs>
1: Yeah, there you go. What's the average okay. temperature of Ecuador?
0: Let's see. Average what? temperature. Where is Ecuador?
1: South America. Oh, thank you. Geography strong suit.
0: Average temperature is 84 to 91 degrees during the daytime, while the nighttime lows are 68 to 75. Okay.
1: So
2: it's yeah, warm. Yeah. Any golf courses in Ecuador? <laughs> uh, there would be some. Maybe okay. not, maybe not Tess. You have to like hockey.
0: Right? Now, have it's you played what,
2: hockey? I've no. Well, I, I try to get like, I, ice can, skates can you ice skate no no well, because
1: they're... i was traumatized as a child why because i wanted to get ice skates and my parents bought me like figure skates
2: <laughs> it's so did they get to the outfit?
1: yeah it was like toe pick what's the um the cutting edge you've seen the cutting edge yeah
2: i i don't know what it's called but I... yeah the cutting edge will okay.
1: movie where the hockey player became a, a Figure skater, got it. But there was
0: a. So did you sprint. actually
1: play hockey in your figure skates? No, <laughs> I didn't play hockey in my. I played good <laughs> hockey
2: because I never skated because I didn't want to wear the figure skates. I thought you were going to tell me you fell through the ice one time and you're traumatized. No, 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 no. it's you got the wrong skates. I
1: got the wrong skates. Traumatized yeah. by the skates <laughs> because there was an outdoor ice rink maybe three blocks from my house. Yeah, and so we would, you know, the neighbor kids and everything else. We'd all meet up. They were all in gear. Yeah, right. And I got sweatpants and figure skates. Got and it. I was laughed off the ice, and it still scars me to this day, like 30 and,
2: years later. And How a- tall
1: were you then? I was pretty, um, I don't know. This
2: was, I was probably in elementary school. So, so you, your parents school. probably didn't know they were for figure skating. Okay.
1: I'm
0: trying <laughs> well, to visual- visualize they, they, the they picture They got a there. good
2: deal at a garage sale. <laughs> I don't know.
1: I, I think it was this. hockey, super, super expensive. Yeah. my, my parents were very, very blue collar. Okay. Right. And so one of my best friends almost went to the NHL. And the reason why he almost went is because his father ran the ice arena.
2: Yeah, oh, so he all the time. So he could yeah. skate
1: any time, all the time, and it didn't cost him anything. Got it. In the pads and all of this, and he got sponsorship. So I think my parents were like, I do not want my kid to play hockey. Got it. And so, you know what we're going to buy? And we're going to buy
2: figure skates. <laughs> that'll, that'll get. The, he'll never he, want to do he, it after that.
1: He's either going to be a, a champion figure skater, or he's going to try it once and say... So so you think they were that clever? Uh,
2: I, I could be. <laughs> I don't know. My, you know my mom. I do know your mom.
0: Maybe Ruthie was hoping to have a figure skater in the house. Yeah, I, mean,
2: I, I don't know.
1: Well, whatever. whatever. Well, you'd I, pass them down to your yes, sister. Yes, I didn't make the Blackhawks or the North Stars. Got it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Molt liquor. the last time you had malt liquor i can't remember (laughs) what was what's the famous malt liquor brand
2: just look it up slits
1: malt liquor yeah i think you're right
0: colt 45 king cobra
1: oh there you go king
2: cobra old english oldie okay okay wasn't isn't there like bumblebee Yeah. Anyway, uh, yes. Like I keep the same answer. It's been a while.
1: Right.
0: Yes, there is okay. Mickey's
1: Bumblebee. Yeah,
2: Mickey's, Mickey's,
1: Mickey's big big gulp or something. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. I remember that. Remember Mickey's? Yeah, I do. I uh, Kind of think of it. Yep, I used to drink
2: that in high school. <laughs> because, <laughs> that's what you could.
1: That's what. Yeah, that's what I could. You know, hire a bum outside my <laughs> outside the liquor store, for twenty bucks <laughs> to go in and buy it for me. Got it.
2: By the
0: way, I want to mention the fact that this uh, emailer it called himself Alfred Pennyworth, which is actually the name of Batman's butler.
1: Oh, wow. Oh, okay. Cool. So he's 81. That, that was right over our head. At least mine. Anyway. Well, because we I haven't got to that part yet. Because was the first thing. This, no, that's Andy does that stuff. In the... <laughs> or you don't read that part. No, because then it's like, thanks. Then he t- says okay. his name.
2: Got it.